Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of On Report. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my best mate, Zach. Hey, everyone. How you going? And let's get straight into this. And it's on! So they come in from all parts of the ground now. Oh, there's a big punch up in centre. So, hi everyone. You might notice that uh, we have a new cover art for our podcast. Zach and I have been working very closely with uh, a highly regarded uh, graphic designer from Instagram. He, he's been quite busy with uh, a few assignments. Uh, I think his mum's been on his case about taking out the rubbish. But for the, for the cheap price of $10, he's gotten the job done for us, so we can't thank him enough. All right, beautiful. Let's get into it. Um, my first one, it's been something that's eking me. Quick, love it or hate it. The crowd noise. What do you think? Footy's back, but do we like the crowd noise, Josh? I think I actually like it. I, I do want to hear the players, um, yeah. what they say on the field and whatnot, but I don't know. It just adds something to it. Otherwise, it would be a little bit boring. What do you reckon? Yeah, it does add a little bit of atmosphere, especially in the boring games, but personally, I'd love to just hear a little bit more of the players and a little bit of the bump and grind. Yeah, fair. All right, tell me some other stuff that you like or you dislike. Give me one like, give me one dislike. All right. Well, my biggest one... Uh, and it was in the, the last five minutes of that Raiders-Melbourne game. And I, I know it's just a moment, but I love the Josh Hodgson strip into 40-20 within 30 seconds. Like, oh, kills the yeah, game. Like, kills, kills any hope of the storm. Like, you know, the last charge. Like, a real dagger to, like, you know, are we the best team in the comp now? And my biggest dislike, like, I do like the new rule, but in games where it's a blowout, that last... 15, 20, and even the last five minutes before half time, it becomes scrappy and balls are getting dropped. The game almost goes slower than it was before, um, and it is a bit crappy. Yeah, I agree. It's like there's if fatigue brings in tries, but does more tries equal a better game of footy? But for me, I reckon my biggest like was the Warriors having a crack. It was um, quite awesome to see them get up against the Dragons. They... It was getting to a point where if you just see Dragons, I'm sorry, if you just see the Warriors or you just see Titans on the tip sheet, then you're just going against them. But now, after that, I think you do need to think a little bit more about them. And personally, my biggest dislike, Queensland commentary. Like, they are so biased. It's not even funny. Like, Kevin yeah. Walters, like... Oh, oh, Kevin Walters is a shocker. <laughs> Commentators in general, oh, not in general, but like, like, I reckon they just put all the bad ones on at one time. Brayton Asper, can't speak shocker. English. Blocker Roach, yeah. like, uh, anyway, I'll go for days. Let's move on. Go We're going to go, not too much in the news this week, seen as the first week back, so we're just going to go straight into our tips. Uh, yeah. This week, six from eight, Zach. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I think, like, the theory says, if you go six from eight all the, se- the season long, you end up somewhere near the top, if not winning it. Um but yeah, it was good. Uh, there was a, there was some clear like a, an upset really that Raiders game. Like I know a lot of people tipped them as well as the Warriors Dragons. So it's a shame to not get that Knights tip, even though they were up against so early because um, they yeah, had chances. That there. Both teams did, but they had chance, like clear chance to score. But six or eight, happy to take. And this week's a little bit trickier though. I can't believe Bradman Best didn't just go himself. Like for the hat trick, he's not on debut, but pretty much and just. Yeah. Oh, he could have won. Oh, what, the glory is written there. Like, yeah. don't pass Edric there. Like, I feel like those yeah. two don't get along really. Like, this <laughs> match really. Well, as you guys all know, so we're putting together money so that one at the end of the season, we're going to have a heck of a lot of money to go put on a bar tab at 
Summerhill Pub. And we started off, we decided if we put $10 on the first week, we find a couple of games to get the $2 odds. And then we do that every week. So we go 10 to 20 to 40 to 80. So we figured out we'd have about three and a half million by around 20. So to kick yep. us off, we went, uh, who'd we go? We went Cowboys. Cowboys. We went, yeah. uh, what was the last one? Oh. Manly. And then Storm. Yeah. It was killer. it was Zach's idea to go Storm. over, And yeah. we lost. So we will start again. It's not the best start for the investment fund. But um, it's all it's all in good fun. All right. First hit up theory, Zach. What, tell me all about it. Yeah. So this is one where if Josh and I are watching the game, it's pretty much... It's a, it's a race to who messages first. You see the first hit up in the Manly Eels game. If, the Man, if Manly win the advantage line or it's a bigger hit from the defensive team, pretty much whoever wins the first contest, first tackle, we go, all right, they win the game. And so it's, I don't know how true the theory is. There's no real science <laughs> based around it, but it's something to we'll watch for this count. week. We'll that first tackle, week. it's a big one. Yeah, even more so, I'm just thinking... Biggest, best first contact is definitely first try scorer because that's just who's come out firing, I reckon. Yeah, fair point. And yeah. uh, the other one is uh, we were talking about just tipping theories and it really did apply this week is that every week, not just like the top teams, but there will just be general favourites in the game. So if you look at even just like the Melbourne game or the Dragons game where the favourites don't pull through and there is that that two or three games per round where there is a loss and there is a kind of an upset or there is a big upset and so really the master the art of tipping is just to pick those games where it goes on its head and that's how you really avoid the loss and that's where you, you can pick up on other players in your competition or other you know people who are tipping well yeah exactly I think if I sometimes you, when you tip and you don't tip without looking at the odds you will probably tip all favourites because they are favourites for a reason but once you get to that point I think you, I will never tip an all favourites round like yeah, probably never because it just it's not going to happen that way and you get but it's like to toss up whether it's worth risk risking that like if you're clear ahead just tip all the favorites because everyone's going to tip all the favorites and you just you're probably going to stay ahead you might lose a couple to someone that's a bit riskier but yeah and on the flip side if you need a chase you can't be tipping all favorites because it's just it's not going to end up that way yeah and probably just the last one and it's super important that it happened last week and it will probably happen again this weekend with some extended benches but it's super important to stay up to date. Like that one hour before where team lists can change. You know, the big man might be out. You know, it could be late inclusion. Oh, Turpin's out or Tamalo's back in or whatever happens this week or next week. It's super important just to keep your phone on alert. So if you do want to change your tip, you've got the best information because you'd hate to hear Cam Smith is out and then, or Munster's out and then load up your tips on uh, Melbourne. Yeah, perfect. Let's get straight into the tips. Broncos v Roosters. Suncorp Stadium, another Thursday night home game for the Broncos. Surprise, surprise. Tell me about it, Zach. What's going to happen? I think the Roosters have just returned back to what we expected from the Roosters, and it looks like shaky days for a couple of weeks for the Broncos. Stag's out. He joins Fafida, TPJ. Glenn's out. There's questions about Turpin. Lodge didn't honestly look very great at all. Mm. I think it's going to be almost just too easy for the Roosters, really. And they're just looking like they're getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, it's really the Roosters of old and also the Broncos of old. Um, I'm quite happy to say I'm not a big Broncos supporter. Uh, what are we thinking for tri-scorers? I know you've got a bit of a theory. Yeah, see, this one is... We've seen Arthurs has been brought in. 
Like he's pretty small, to be honest. He's pretty important at centre. I don't know if he's played a lot there. Manu, I think he's bound to score a try soon. Like he's touted as one of the best centres in the game. Hopefully he can come through and you know, do something in this game. Listeners, please take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Zach does have Manu. So full disclosure, Zach does have Manu and he's super coach and he, he needs him to score more than he wants him to score. So take what you want from that. But um, no, it is a fair one. We've got our numbers here from the Bible. Roosters score 62% of their trials on the left-hand side and Broncos do concede 60% on their right-hand side. So that is a pretty fair matchup. So not only Manu on the right-hand side, but left, you're looking at the, the strike barrel, they're usually the Tupos, the corners, the Geary's and, yeah. and Josh Morris. Yeah. All right, so we're tipping, we're tipping Roosters, pretty easy one. Yeah, that's a straight throw on Thursday night. Should be a goodie to watch. All right, next up, Panthers-Warriors. I think the only real questions here is just like how bad were the Dragons, but then like how much better really are the Panthers? But then against that, my whole theory really is defied by the whole fact that the Warriors only, you know, had two incomplete sets. So if they just do another close to perfect game, which I kind of doubt, um, it could be a very interesting one. Yeah, that's the big thing, especially with the new rules. I feel like it's so hard to swing momentum because – once, once a team has a roll on, like we just saw the other team just never got the ball and it just felt like they were defending for days. And that, the Warriors case is just a perfect example of that. If he completed like 39 or 40 sets or something ridiculous. Yeah. But using that to pick tips, yeah, how much did the Dragons suck? Is there an upset factor here? Yeah, this, that's, this is the one where I like. I think Panthers are the obvious tip and people are just going to be like, surely you don't tip the Warriors. They're not going to do it two weeks in a row. But... Like, Panthers just played 90 minutes. Like, they scored two tries. One being, like, penalty try as well. Like, there's a lot of question marks there. Yeah, exactly. And they let uh, they let a wounded and battered Knights come back at them. Mm. So, that is something. Yeah, still no Cleary. Blue-eyed Burden, they were good, but... They weren't great. I know, it's a tough one. It's, it's a pen. Like, the safe option, obviously, is Panthers. But I feel like, Zach and I do feel like there's a little bit of that upset factor where you can get one up here and... Yeah, and hopefully just the Warriors can kick on from where they where they left off last week. Yeah, and just one thing on try scorer here, um, and I'm not just riding the you know the Katoa train, but Panthers do concede more on their right, uh, and that's been like I know they haven't copped a lot of tries, but you know they've been a lot down their right side, and so Katoa looking off that Blake Graham short ball could be dangerous this week. Um, and then on the reverse, Panthers, you know that Crichton kick out Mansour side against probably a weaker right-hand side for the Warriors in defense. Um, there could be tries on both sides there. Yeah, I definitely love a second row to score. It's such good value for its probability yeah. as well. All right, moving on. So we're going Panthers? We are going Panthers, but there's there could be a late mail there on that one. Could be thinking a little bit of a switch change. Yeah, and also disclose, guys, we are we are on our phones. Like, we we sometimes change our tips, like, right before the bell. So, yeah. But, yeah, and that's regret a good point. Having your phone. Yeah, and definitely regret it. Uh, Storm Rabbitohs. How are we feeling about that one, Bunny Sporter? Uh, I don't want to spend too long on this one, personally. Uh, I do see just Storm to lose two in a row. Big question. Like, I don't think that's happening. And it's just uh, the Bunnies look real understrength at the moment. No Cody Walker. There's no go forward. Cook had a better game. Reynolds went hiding. Um, Luttrell looked better, but still struggling. So... I think it's just an easy dub for the Storm in this one. Yeah, it's just 
when I see the Rabbitohs, I see how are they going to get better? Yes, you bring in Walker, but like, is he that much of a difference? He's fantastic, but Adam Reynolds, he like he he didn't run the ball really. Um, yeah, Storm, yeah, won't lose two in a row, and I think they I think they're someone that will learn a lot from that first game, and they I feel like they're pretty open about critiquing themselves and criticizing themselves, and they'll really pardon me move forward from that. Yeah, and I think um, just for that one there. Pappenhausen Munster as like pretty good nifty little tackle breakers against a tired Rabbitohs pack could do similar things that Teddy did this week with 10 tackle breaks as well as I think that Kafusi side uh, with Seve and Vunavala could go up against the weaker uh, left-hand side of the Bunnies in defense there so there could be tries there yeah perfect all right let's move on to uh, what could be well what probably will be the the game of the round Eels versus Eagles this yeah. We'll definitely sort the boys from the men and the girls from the women. 100%. This will be a real test of just how good you really think the Eels are um, and how good they really are. Because they, they've passed the eye test so far, but against teams that really haven't offered up a huge amount at them. So it's a biggie. Um, and the odds, I think good value for Manly in this one at $2.30 at the moment. Yeah, It's uh, nice and juicy. Yeah, that's a big thing. And I think the upset factor here is huge. Um I think I personally will be tipping Manly. I just I love yeah. them. I love like Turbo is just seriously. I know it's just a Bulldogs, but seriously unstoppable at the moment. I think he's got a point to prove. Um, it is at Bank West, but no crowds, so that is interesting. We thought we'd bring in some previous games when they last met, thirty-two to sixteen Eels, and then before that, thirty-six to twenty-four Manly. So we probably can maybe guarantee points. I don't know. Maybe not guaranteed, but it is it is something. And I think this is enough of a measured risk and it could be opportunity to gain position by taking Manly because, yeah, we're, we're big, fans, big fans on Manly. Yeah. And I think big one for me in watching um, them play last weekend, it just looks like Manly can go both sides and be dangerous. Like yeah. Walker looks like he's coming to his own a bit more. That right side with DCE, Moses Suley with Turbo coming out of the back is quality. Now, I know Eels do have that as well, but I do see the problems with Madison and Moses getting that ball a little bit wider and Gutho does like to just go left. So it could just be one way traffic one down one side. Maybe it's too good, but uh, I like Manly in that one. Yep. Let's move on. Uh, ooh, another hard one. Cowboys versus Sharks. Yeah. This new Camalolo is out. Gavin Cooper's back in. Uh, Chad Townsend out. And obviously Sharks not in the best of form. What are we thinking? This one's a tricky one. Uh, I think a little bit of a factor for me is that's probably going to lean me towards a Cowboys tip is they had an easier game last week with you know, with all respect to the Titans. They had an easier game. They're still up there in Queensland. They haven't had to travel. Um, I think that gives them a little bit of an edge, a little bit of sharpness. Uh, and just really the Sharks look shambles, really. like There's no real go for it. Like Adam Wood, Aaron Woods looks softer than he ever was. Um SJ looks like he doesn't really want to play at the moment. I think everything's going through Wade Graham. I think that left side of the Cowboys, too big, too strong. There'll be plenty of points in this one, I reckon. Yeah, it's a fair point. I think, but no no Tamalolo is scary, Zach. Like, yeah. he's, he's their team. He's their go forward. Like, how, I don't know. And like, might be reading too much into it, but the halftime score was pretty close against Cowboys Titans, correct, wasn't it? 12-6, yeah. Yeah, and then Tamalolo just comes on for that second stint and just blows them away. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a hard one. This could be an, another opportunity. This is definitely an upset factor. 
I think there is yeah. here. But um, I, I don't know. You can't really call 50-50s an upset factor, but I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely a tough one. I think I think the safe tip is Cowboys, but I wouldn't begrudge anyone for going Sharks. All right, let's, let's skip along. Raiders Knights. I think this is yeah. a crappy game. What do you reckon? A goodie, yeah. There's a real goodie. Um, before we get into it, I reckon that, that Knights plus 7.5 line at $1.90, that's good value, I reckon. I don't think they're gonna, there's going to be a blowout in this game. I think it's going to be closer than we'd expect probably pre-season looking at it. Um, yep. Ponga back, Pierce back in, McCulloch first game. Like, they're three huge inclusions. Yeah. Uh, but the Raiders, they're looking huge. Yeah, like, Raiders were honestly so impressive against Storm. I loved how George Williams stood up against Storm. A lot of people weren't yeah. tipping him to do well. He did fantastic. Uh, yeah, like, safe tip is Raiders. They look so hot. Um, but are they tired from a late trip in Melbourne? They probably didn't get home to 2 or 3 a.m. Do you have any opinion on try scorers? Uh, this one, uh, that one is a tricky one. Um, you, you'd go, you'd think Bradman best on form, but Raiders have only caught three tries. But I think Raiders is a safe tip in this one. And I think, I don't mind the line for a bet, but yeah. in terms of tipping, I'm happy to go to the Raiders. Um, all right, move on. Titans, Titans, Tigers. Yeah, we don't need to spend too long here. There's no point in wasting time. Uh, in terms of try scorers, I like to get on early. I think Lucy Jennings, like Robert Jennings, that side, the left-hand side, looks nice because um, that's where a lot of the Titans tries have been conceded. Also, Grant, if he could do a similar thing to Robson at uh, the Cowboys, he scored two just scurrying through. A uh, bit of lazy center defense. So in the middle there could be a chance for Grant to pick up another try for his arrow career. Yeah, perfect. And I think if you were looking something a bit cheeky, we know I would have said a million times the Tigers' right-hand side is super weak. We would love to tip Titans try score, but it's just so hard if they might only score one or two tries. So be wary of that. Uh, last game of the round. Hope probably no one's going to watch it. I really don't want to tip this game. Dragons, Bulldogs. What are we thinking? Yeah. A Monday night game as well. So I feel like... Is it Monday night? Master Chef might take over for this one. Why is it Monday um, night? Yeah, Monday night. Monday night. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, four and back. Like, I'd rather, honestly, not tip this game, as you said, but four and back, a couple changes to that Dragons top set team. Yes, Bulldogs got run over by a, a real good manly side, but I don't know. What do you think? Oh, look, I am a little bit biased. Actually, I don't think I'm even biased. I think I'm biased to the other side of the Bulldogs are so bad right now, and I just can't watch them. But, yeah. like, it's just, I think... Uh, Kieran Foran coming back is huge. The Dragons should have fired up by now. Like they've have they've had their roster that they've had yeah. for a while now. Like uh, it's just they're just that frustrating team because it just it doesn't add up. But you can only go off form, and I don't know. I think I think they're there's, no, there's no real form to look at really for yeah. Ireland. I think the one that gets me is Bulldogs. That last bit of the last season, they did show a bit of grit and a bit of determination. So I think I go Bulldogs in this one, um, but it could depend on how I've gone throughout the round. But it is just such a fifty-fifty. So it's more just who do you hate yeah. less, and it's also, really, who do you think is going to be less shocking? And I'm also thinking a bit who's going to stand up for their coach in this game because there's news that who had the loser out of this game, their coach is going to get sacked. Yeah. So I think that does feed into it with the locker room. But yeah, I yeah. think Bulldogs for us. All right, let's move on to Super Coach Zachary. 
we'll go run through our usual positional uh, analysis, who's hot, who's cold, who's spicy, some honourable mentions, and uh, just the many questions that we've been asked throughout the week by our, um, our inbox flooded with fans. So, Hooker, let's go. Uh, the one hot of the press, Grant, lived up to expectation. Really and truly, it's you've got to get him either this week or next because he's still he's going to he's, he's not going to rise in price till uh, round five. Um, so yeah, I think if you if you can get him in now because against the Titans could be a great matchup, and if you could sneak a try like Robson did, it'd be great. Um, but it's and it's also a good way to free up some cash, especially because I know everyone's looking at Teddy and Turbo and how to get them in. So it's not a bad play there to get Grant in now. Um, but if not, it must be next week really. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Turpin I think Turpin well there is news that he might not play this week so it is a bit tricky uh, if he doesn't I think he's a cheeky one to get in he did what he make he made 63 of 68 tackles or something last yeah, uh, yeah. last week so he's not that's that's all base really and hopefully the Broncos don't play that bad again uh, but yeah Spicy Cook and Smith I know you love yeah. I know you love these two so tell me about them yeah see like Oh, the, the wave is right now, everyone's going to end up with Appy and Grant. Uh, it's just a matter of this week or next. Um, but it is good to think about, like, Cook, um, sorry, Smith went 70, 70, and 79 at 12% ownership. Like, that's super potted. Like, you never hear of Smith being at 12%. But yeah. I think it's just something definitely to consider later in the season. And a pod play would be what time you get them in. Like, if you can get them in earlier than someone else, where Appy drops off, because he did see less minutes this weekend, or when... Grant just goes to you know plugging out forty fives. Um, it's interesting to keep your eye on these guys. Yeah, because that is the issue. Because Grant did what he scored sixty, but with a try. So who knows how that uh, 80, factors 80, in? 80. Oh, sure. All right, eighty. My bad, but still with a try that can yeah. come down. Um, so yeah, it could be especially Smith. Like we know Origin. Well, both of them know Origin. It, it's fantastic. All right, let's move right along. Front row forwards. Who are we feeling yeah. is hot as. In, really, there's no one really like must buy, must buy. But Twal, he looked good. Like you know, named at 13, big minutes. Um, Titans this week, he might get an attacking stat here or there to add to his huge base. Um, I don't think it's too late to get Twal because as we spoke about last week, he's really just his stepping stone to the ones we're going to talk about soon, like Tapao, Clemmer, even Junior Paulo this season. Um, so I think Twal is not he's not gone, so he's not too late to get, but I know a lot of teams are trying to free up cash at the moment, so he can be a little bit expensive. Yeah, fair. Um, I've got another question for you, Zach. Has the Twinner Brown train left the station? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. He, he didn't get the extended extra minutes that he was expected to get and that he got in the earlier rounds. Um, I think if you're looking at a Warriors cheapie, it's got to be Katoa. Um, but he's still got a minus, a negative BE. Like he's going to make cash. He scored a try. You know, might score again. Front rowers do go on those runs sometimes. Um, yeah, I think if the Warriors keep rolling, if if they can continue that form this week, um, it could be anything really. But I think you look at Katoa first, and there are some other options. Yeah, you're really just looking at these guys as your pathway to the elites, like Zach said. All right, cold. I reckon. Uh, Flegler, 28% owned. He's got a break even of five, so he's not, he's, he's going to go up in price. So he's not like, oh, I need to get this guy out of my team straight away. But with Lodge lurking and Lodge is just going to eat more minutes and more minutes and more minutes as his knee feel, uh, begins to feel better. 
uh, you'll see the decline in Flegler, um, in my opinion. So I think yeah. he's definitely one that needs to be on the chopping block. Uh, not a, yeah, like I said, not immediately, but sooner rather than later. Uh, Spicy Zach, this is your department. This is Tell one I've, I've been talking about him for two weeks, three weeks, always in Josh's ear about it. He kind of doesn't reply to me about it, but Kane Evans at a negative 18 BE at 1.4% ownership, averaging 60. Yes, he's 400K, but a PPM of 1.6, I love it. I think how funny would it be to have Kane Evans in your team? But the only thing that stopped me really is he's just that awkward price of 400K. Like either I'm moving sideways from a Horsburgh team. Like I'm not really – there's no real point of me bringing him in when I can go to Noah Brown, who's cheaper, and it's probably going to make more money. Um, And then I've got Twile, who's 100K more. So probably hold on Kane, but he's interesting to think about. Yeah, he is. And sometimes you just get stuck at a certain price point and you can't go up, you can't go down. It's just like, where do I get my best value of money? So yeah, maybe that's that one. Uh, next one, Fodawaker. Did, did you see that run he made in that game? Yeah, yeah monster. Blasted away everyone. Looks like Tamalolo. Yeah. So he's got a B of five and he's got a 1% ownership. He's huge pod potential uh, here. He's got a 1.6 PPM with that huge line break. Got to take that into account. But he's average in 60 minutes. So if he just brings that down to one, you're looking at a person who's going to score 60 points a week. So he's definitely one to consider. Yeah. And just the last one, just for any crazy super coaches out there, don't go looking at Tim Glasby's 130 and think, oh, Tim's my man. Like, that'd just be silly, really. He's, you know, you, we know from history he's not producing that week in, went out. I think maybe even super coaches got their scores wrong on that one because 130 just seems <laughs> Yeah, don't go chasing points. All right, second row, as usual, so much going on here. Huge news is Tamalola not playing. Make sure that he's out of your team now. If you're listening now and looking at your phone, put Tamalola out of your team because you will regret it if you keep him in. Uh, who's yeah. hot, Zach? I think Maddo has just stepped up again as just a gun and it's he's up there in my top three, four of you got to get him now because the big factor for him is BE32, he's going to make cash. Uh, and he's just going to keep churning out monster points. And like he's yet to score, so it's going to be very interesting for him. Yeah, it's just absurd that some of that expensive will keep going up. Uh, McInnes. McInnes is a super interesting one. He's uh, he's just, what did he make? 75 tackles or something? Didn't miss a thing? Something ridiculous. It, yeah, like just, like that's just super coach gold to an extent because he's just more or less going to do that. Or actually, when I come to think about it, if they're, if they're having to defend 40 consecutive sets or whatever, that might not come yeah. every week. But it. it is like, it's just a tackle and he'll just always be, he's just one of those players when you're watching, he's in that tackle, he's in that tackle. So that every time you see a tackle in a game, think of that's one point. Uh, Murray, a bit of a bounce back from him, hey? Yeah. In a, in a well-beaten Bunnies, unfortunately, 109, yes, with a try, but there weren't a lot of attacking opportunities in that game. I thought that was good for him. Um, and his BE's dropped a little bit. I think he's a wait and see, especially because it's just going to be so tough against the Storm. But, after that, the Bunnies run does ease up a little bit and he could be something, someone you want to bring in. Yeah, we are honestly just, as super coaches, dying for that third elite um, second rower. Just because we've got, like we said last week, uh, Maddo and Tamalo, like, they're just daylights ahead of everyone else. So we're just looking for that next yeah. one. But there's a couple emerging. And I think, um, is Kikau one? Mm. This is, this is tricky one, elite? I think. The one, the thing that really inflates his scores at the moment is he scored three tries in three games, um, yeah. and yes, that left hand side is nice, um, and he's going to score, and he's going to take about break tackles, um, 
but I don't think he's quite there yet in terms of base as well and just his work rate. But it is looking good. Like I did enjoy, enjoy watching him on the weekend, um, especially having him in my team. Yeah, nice. All right. Um, I will just quickly rush off Katoa. Negative 46 break even. He looks fantastic. He's just been a real shining light uh, this season when it doesn't look like there's too many cheapies. Uh, similar to Twitter Brown, I think it's not too late to get him, especially with a negative 46 break even. Um, yeah, just get him in, enjoy the price rises, and um, yeah. yeah, enjoy the ride. Cole, Zachary, who do you have here? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I know one that you have and one that plays for my team, but uh, Liam Knight, he's got well-dominated against the great Roosters, um, and he's going to start losing cash soon unless he has a monster game, but he's got the Storm this week. He played 32 minutes or 33 minutes. Uh, it, it looks like he looks so good at the start of the year. Like, here we go, Liam Knight, let's jump on it and enjoy the ride, but him as well as Jack Williams, he's the next one. They're both sells yeah. really. Good way to cash them, them out, out and make some money for the big, uh, big buyers that you've got to buy in that fullback position. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll move on to our spicy. So some, some of these guys, I feel like there's quite a few. It's hard when it's beginning of season because people go on runs and stuff, but uh, we'll rattle off a couple of names. Kurt Well, do we see potential there after a huge game this weekend? Yeah, I think big debut. The only question mark there is Liam Martin, uh, he's been named this week on the bench. He could affect some minutes there, but he's just looking like a yo where he can play centre wing as well, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Toru Harris, what do you reckon? Potential, uh, especially if the Warriors are building. Uh, he's experienced in that Warriors pack. Um, he looked good. He's averaging 60 plus. You know, he could be uh, a little bit spicy. He's 1% owned, so uh, yeah, he'd be a huge pod play if he can get a good matchup. Uh, Angus Crichton, I'll take this one because I'm a huge fanboy of him. 2% owned, 68 average, B of 69. Looks great. Uh, Mitch Orbison lurking around, so be careful, but 2% could be a leg up. Brazil, yep. the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the Dragons, shiny night. Tell me yeah. that. Pretty much him and McKinnis, the only two good things to come out of there. Um, and I'm excited to see him at Newcastle next year, but averaging 68.3, yeah. 9.2% ownership, so he's a pod. Um He's only 482k, so he's a little bit cheaper than you know your Kickouts um, and and those guys in the mid 500s, as well as like Curtis Sirin, who we're going to talk about next. So he's, he's a decent pod play, um, and he, you know he's, you're what you're going to get from him. You know he's he's working for 80 80 minutes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you listened to the podcast last week, you would have heard Zach not shut up about Curtis Sirin and Joel Thompson. And to his credit, he's gone to right. He what did he score this round? 113. 113. Yeah, with a try. Yeah. But. Yeah, we tried. 71 average, a crazy PPM of 1.4 because he's uh, scored a try. He won't keep that up. Break even of nine. So there is something there. Price will go up. It's just a couple of these spicy guys. It's like, will these guys kick on to that 500, like to that 600K bracket where they're just like, you just don't even have to think about them. Like, yeah. they just set and forget. And that's where you need to be careful with these guys. Yeah. Uh, moving r- right along to the halves. No one's really going too nuts here, are they? No. It's a bit boring. Uh, it was good to see Munster turn up. The one we yeah. did like and we did talk about him and we pretty much put him as the reason the Tigers were going to win. Luke Brooks, 75, first game back. I thought that was real tidy. Yeah, I think I'll pat ourselves on the back. We we said Luke Brooks to be pretty spicy. And yeah. even when we did say that, I was like, oh, like we're going down on a limb here. Yes. But he delivered. He killed it. Uh, 75, first game back. Um, we love that, frankly. 100%. Uh, moving and, on, uh, Dylan Brown. Yeah, Dylan Brown. He looked so dangerous, so slippery. Like I'm hearing slippery this, slippery that. But 
super coach rewards, not really there, like a good score, but it wasn't, you know, elite bracket, but he's minus 16 BE and 12% ownership is just like, if you do have the chance and your team sorted elsewhere, just, you can get Dylan Brown in and he's, and probably the cold player we're about to talk about in SJ, he is an option where you can save a bit of cash as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one to add to that is George Williams, 69 against yep. the Storm. We've already talked about him. Fantastic performance. Three try assists and like a couple of sick plays. So he's definitely another cash out option. All right, Cole, as you touched on, Zachary, Sean yep. Johnson, the handsome yep. man. What are we doing with him? Uh, like he, he really he looks as bad and kind of as disinterested as the whole Sharks team do. Um, maybe he gets more ball without Townsend, but Moylan still has some pull. Um, I think options, you can look at cashing him out because I think he is a sell personally. I think you just yeah. can't sit, uh, especially this season. You've got, to get, you've got to catch those players that are hot. So I'd be looking at a drink water uh, or a brown if you want to save some cash or go up to a monster um, yeah, because he churned out a big score without uh, being involved in the try actually. Yeah, especially in a shorter season and when there's so many young. We'd, we're very lucky to have these young halves that are uh, increasing in price. Uh, Luai, uh, will he retain his spot when Cleary comes back with it seemingly, it seemed like Burton was really um, leading the team this week? Yeah. Mm. Huge question. Um, and I think his super coach performance as well as NRL performance, there's big question marks there. He does like to jink and jab, um, but he could take a leaf out of probably Dylan Browns because they play a similar, similar style kind of. Um, and see if he could do a little bit more direct uh, direct running there. Yeah, that's the thing. When they're jumping from left to right, um, running really sideways, it's, it's, there is no real super coach there. And I'm pretty sure if this game didn't go to 90 minutes, he's on like 10 or something. Or like, yeah, I don't know. He was, on, he was on really low, really late in the game. Uh, yeah. Walters, a lot of us have him. He's 38% owned. What are we doing with the bloke that has a negative two break even? Uh, see, for me, I think... If he's got negative two, he's going to make a little bit more cash. Unless you have nowhere else in your team where you can trade them out and make some cash, I would keep him. He's named. Um, and you're almost just waiting for that time where Grant gets 80 and he doesn't get named. But with Reynolds being out of favour and Walters getting that bench spot, I think you could just sit. He might pick up a try later in the game because there have been a lot of tries scored with, a, with teams where they've been blown out and that could happen this week. Um, so I like Walters as a stay and a hold for a little while. Yeah, I think it'll bring a little bit of energy off the bench. And uh, I, what I'll tell you guys, what I trade, I was thinking I was doing, I was, I was going to trade Walters by bringing in Abilio into the halves and bringing Badman Best in. I think that is a pretty good option if you have that kind of makeup as a team. But I think that's not terribly urgent because you've got one more game in Bradman before he gets his price increase and Walters will still make money. All right, center wing, it's stacked. Let's go. Uh, Stags, what's our thoughts? It's a huge accepted for everyone who was like, stag, stag, stags. Look, it's not that bad. You, you hold him, he'll make more cash. Arguably, it's better. He avoids, you know, a matchup uh, with the Roosters. Um, he should take a rest, honestly, because the way he played, it looked like he wanted to be the best player in the world. You know, putting dog shots on, trying to score off every tackle or, you know, be, be crazy, really. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think we said in the last podcast, he could have, like, he really came back and just thinking, like, it's just going to happen for me. Whereas I feel like he probably didn't have that mindset going into the season. But when you score three on the trot and then go into a, probably six weeks where everyone's talking about you, I feel like yeah. he just had that mindset. And I think it showed. All right, the Hots, the Panthers trio. Can we have too many Panthers players in our team? 
Yeah, see, it, it, you th- you think you think you can't have all three of them, um, and if you can afford it, I think you can have all three of them because if you look at the game, they scored only fourteen points, and they all scored well, all three of them. So even though it was ninety minutes, but with that, so you're talking Mansell, Yo, and Capewell, but then I know you yeah. have kick out, and then you have Appy, then you're talking the five or six here, yeah. and then Cleary when he comes back, like half your team can't be Panthers. I seriously, what do you reckon? Yeah. Especially when they have big matchups against the, the Raiders and the teams that are just going to kill you in terms of Supercoach, the Storm as well. It's tricky. Um, my pick out of that would be Yo. Um, Mansell turned a huge guys. base. Still hasn't scored a try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I feel like this is where you really want to talk about, Zach. So let's, um, let's talk about these three tiers that you have. Yeah. So there's outside of that Panthers trio... Um, we're kind of expensive middle and, you know, a cheapy kind of option. They're the three that probably stand out for the first couple of rounds. Norfo expensive, um, but he's constantly producing the goods. He's scored a great super coach try. Um, and he's got the Titans this week. So tries can come again. Um, he's great, but he's expensive, but it could give you those rewards that you want. And he's almost set and forget he's sorted. You know, Norfo is going to be good for it really. Um, the next one, Kotrick, tackle breaking is great. He did score, but he's only 9%. Uh, so you could look at him as well as a good Raiders team. Could be great for him. And Bradman Best is the last one for me. Um, yes, two tries. And that's what you want in center wing position. And his combo with man is good. Could reap more rewards with Ponga. So I do like him. What do you think about this yeah. one, Josh? Bradman Best. Yeah, fair. I think I'd love to see more of him. But uh, when you're going off 100, I think, if he performs well against the Raiders, and I think he's definitely a great cash out option and for good for a couple of price rises. Um, all right, for those that have Manu, I know you do. What are you doing with him, Zach? Um, for me, Manu, I I just trust that he's going to come good. Yes, he's lost money um, and his break even is huge, um, but I think he's going to come good. And I'm just hoping and praying it's sooner rather than later. Um, and I'm happy to stick with him. Hopefully, it's this week. He turns it on. Um, but I have more important issues to see to before I can get rid of Mana, really. I don't yeah, really want to trade a circled gun. That's the thing. Uh, Lomax, really, Army, I think they are holds. Lomax scored 45 or so in a team that didn't score a point. So I think that's yeah. positive. Uh, William is about the same. They're making you money and just, like, if you have no other issues, like, if you have Teddy, you have Turbo, you have, you have set forward, set second rowers, you're happy with your halves, yeah, for sure, get rid of them. Build your team. But, I think, and we'll get into this now, I think the priority is really find a way to bring in what we call TNT, Turbo and Teddy. So we'll move on to fullbacks yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Turbo versus Teddy. You have, you can afford both. You can only bring in one. Who are you bringing in? <sighs> so tricky. I think just for the fact of BE, break even that is, Turbo with a 12 or 15 break even, I think the fact he's just going to keep making, making lots of money, you got to get him in, even though I think Teddy's got an easier matchup um, and he's probably more durable. I think te- uh, you bring Turbo in now and then you just look to chase Teddy as quick as possible, really. You've got to end up with both of them. Yeah, that's the thing. I know myself, I'm bringing in Turbo this week and I'm bringing Teddy in next week. And it's just my set and forget. I never have to worry about them ever again. Um, other than that, though, Zach, can you see a viable strategy where people are going players like Gutherson and Valentine Holmes? Yeah, see, if Gutho produces what he did again, like you, you can't write that off. He got his hand on the ball so early, um, more than Moses, really. It was all going down that left-hand side. But 
But I think you just you just got to trust in Turbo and Teddy as those two key options. Val, Val Holmes, that is, he looks great. Um, and he's come back into NRL quicker than I thought he would um, in terms of being up to speed and just some of his passes, some of his touches, his injections into the game were huge. And he scored well um, without a try. Yes, he and, and he's got that kicking. And so if Cowboys continue with their easing run and scoring points, it could be huge. Yeah, I agree. It's I, I'm not I'm not ballsy enough to do it, but uh, it maybe it maybe just looking for those matchups. And if you can manage your salary cap and you can get foul scores well, bring back this uh, Teddy in scores well. How are we getting them? I think Pappy is the way to get them. We're selling Pappenhausen. He could go on fire against the Rabbitohs if you're a tipping, but he's probably your stepping stone. He doesn't really look like he's doing a heck of a lot. He's going to hover around that 500k mark, so that's definitely your stepping stone and. With those that have Ponga, he has a cup, probably a price rise in him, and that also might uh, be your way to get TNT. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if, do you have anything more to say, Zach? I'm all good on my end. Um, I, I'm just hoping for a better super coach this week. Uh, yeah. Super coach score this week because so many of my 50-50 calls killed me last week. But Yeah, it's um, brutal. Mine would just score five. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, <laughs> five tries or five super coach points? A uh, bit of both, really. Hopefully five tries. <laughs> yeah, well, um, just for those that are, are interested, we'll wrap up our tips real uh, quickly. We're going Roosters. Second game, we're going Panthers. A little bit of an upset factor there. Third one, Storm. Not thinking about it too much. Yep. Uh, fourth, we love the Seagulls. For the Cowboys-Shark game, it's huge 50-50, but Cowboys, look at, that, look at Hampton to score again there. I think he's on an absolute tear as well as then Raiders to beat Newcastle, although I think that will be close. That 7.5 margin is nice. And then Tigers and uh, Bulldogs. Yeah, so that's us, guys. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. We've loved, we've loved having you listen to us. Uh, six from eight last week, not too bad, and hopefully to go a couple better this week. Thanks for listening, guys. Beautiful. Take it easy. Have a good weekend. Uh, go the Bunnies. <laughs>